Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable Show. It's episode 394. We've got a great special guest joining us. That's Jonathan World. And we normally record this at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. Uh, and you can watch it live on Facebook. Maybe the panelists will actually push it out and tell some of their followers to watch it. You never know. What's Facebook? Oh, exactly. What well, is Facebook? And we've got Outer Space episode here we're going to go where no other wordpress show has gone before uh, um so i'm gonna ask let's start with jonathan jonathan would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers um hi my name is jonathan wold i live in beautiful north idaho and um yeah i'm happy to be here all right, that's great. And Sally, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I am Sally Getch, the WP fangirl and the uh, human minion of two felines who make occasional appearances on the podcast. They do. And we got, well, I don't know what we got. It looks like something about UFO. It was a UK science fiction program, actually. We got Chris from Lift LMS. My name is Chris Badgett. I'm the creator of Lift LMS, where we help course builders and membership site builders build that on top of WordPress. You can find me at lifterlms.com, and I have a podcast for course creators called LMSCast. That's great. And I've got my friend, John Locke. John, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, definitely. I'm John Locke. My business is Lockdown Design and SEO, uh, and I do a daily YouTube uh, channel with SEO tips for manufacturers. And I've got Uncle Spence. He's joined the show again. Not to introduce yourself, Uncle. I, I missed you at the family reunion, by the way. Oh, I know, you always do. Your mother, your mother and I grew up together, and uh, she says hi. Um, I'm Spencer Foreman, Jonathan Dunwood's uncle, from WPLaunchify.com. And uh, I am, other than Jonathan, maybe the elder statesman of this whole group, times two. If you can speak to my mother, you've got some real special powers. Right, <laughs> she's been dead for about 10 years. Uh, um, right, there we go. Um, on to the first story. Um, this is going to be emotional. We're setting we're setting over ninety percent of our pre and plugins for free. Who wants to start this off? Come on, so I've got to choose. Some. Oh, let's Spencer go on in, Spencer. First, all, I want to say if you don't know James Farmer, who is the founder of WPMU, you should meet him because James Farmer is a polarizing figure in the WordPress community, but he goes beyond the WordPress community. But what I love about him, and I believe he's either from New Zealand or Australia originally, but he's definitely got the accent and the voice to go with it, is that he has withstood the confrontation head-to-head with Matt. He has withstood the confrontation with pissed-off customers and happy customers. He has weathered every storm and yet not been found with a picture of him killing elephants in Africa. So he still has a customer base, despite being essentially kind of like Bob Parsons from GoDaddy of people who, you you know, knew the 90s and 2000s web. What I like about him is that clearly he has the big enough cojones to withstand a change of direction for this whole company when people in the comments are taking a dump in his coffee. They have all this stuff. I wonder why. I wonder why. They have all this stuff that they built a model around, which was, joint, you know, leaving all the other controversies aside. This new model, which was about 10 years old, I remember when it happened, was like, we're going to build stuff essentially for people who want to do multi-site development, which is sort of like saying, we want to build stuff for wooden wagon wheel manufacturing because multi-site is so dead as to be not believed. But they built it's up not. this whole... It just has extremely specialized uses. Fine. So is... So is heart surgery, but you can't make a living on it today. Uh, lots of people make a living on heart surgery. Thank you very much. Not, uh, a, <laughs> not, not, not for the normal WordPress person. There was a time when multi-site looked like it was a way for you to build a business with all your clients using multi-sites and blah, blah, blah. Point is, they built this whole library of stuff. And then along the way, you know, people subscribed and now they've got them on a recurring revenue business. But the 
the WordPress ecosystem changes. So now you've got a situation where the real money is in doing things which are like smush it, which is you basically create one big product that does a really great pain solution, which by the way, they you know acquired from another company. And then everybody is happy to pay you for that. But then that means you don't have to support 197 different plugins all being updated every time WordPress updates. And since those are for WPMU and the other people are basically paying my five bucks a month to stick around, they're all, you know, rightfully so expecting you're going to keep all 190 plugins up to date. And so I see this as James Farmer calls an audible. He's like, F it. I've already been through this car wash a million times. We're done with this business. We're going with the two or three core products that we make all our money on now. We're dumping all the rest of the stuff. And to look like a good guy, we're going to put it in GitHub so all you whiners can just take care of it yourself. And eventually the storm shall pass. And that's what will happen. And what I love is he's actually in there, unlike certain people with an M-A-T-T, he's actually in there face-to-face answering the naysayers to their face with no bullshit answers. The comments on this are priceless if you care about this stuff, because it really demonstrates how a real leader of a real company faces up to criticism. He just addresses it like a real person to a real person, like two neighbors fighting over the fence. It's not through some hyperbola and not some kind of like, hey, I'm so calm that my Zen can never be whatever. It's just, yeah, you have a right to be pissed, but tough shit for you because I got to run a business. You must be representing him, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) His love is straight up, no bullshit, honesty. I have to get him on the show if he's brave enough. I have to say what I like best about this article is the postscript at the end. Update. Oops, I forgot. There's a whole bunch of multi-site plugins, almost all of them, in fact, that we're still using on Edublog. So they will continue to be updated in GitHub. And as we support everything to do with WordPress, support it here too. Right. Which amounts to, you know, a a, a fairly substantial degree of backtracking on the, yeah, well, we're just going to abandon all of these. We're Um, off. Off you and we're off. What do you reckon, Chris? What do you reckon of this one? I'm of two minds. One of them... Uh, it's just being an entrepreneur in public and you throw a lot of things at the wall and you see what sticks and there's only one way to find out in business what really works, which is to do it. And, you know, some people stay really focused and then some people are more like serial entrepreneurs trying a lot of different things. Um, so I think that's all this is. And, and the industry, the ecosystem has evolved a lot. Personally, for, from my perspective, I, could, I couldn't, as a leader in a company, I couldn't be that scattered. Like, I, I mean, I have a bundle. I have a suite of products, but they all serve the same customer. Well, they have some, link, some logical linkage, though, don't they? Yeah, yeah they're all very closely related and, and, and tie into you know, one main product. Yeah, so that's, that's it. But um, I, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I don't think it's good or bad. Things change. And I think uh, I'm glad that you know they're moving on and doubling down on what works and i hope somebody uh steps up and perhaps takes over with full focus some of these projects that are just sitting there on github that had some momentum i noticed that they had something called course press i didn't even really realize they had a oh, LMS i looked page. at that yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it was very problematic in the way it worked because it it didn't actually give you like post types that you could Work with the diplomatic way of saying it was a load of shit. <laughs> I wouldn't say that entirely, but but because of what I needed to do with uh, with an LMS at the time that I was looking at it, it simply would not work for it. It it had um, on it on the plus side, it was you know it was quite easy to to set things up, um, and and Chris's uh, plugin like hadn't quite hit the market yet at at that point, so I wasn't uh, I wasn't considering it. Um, there we go. What do, what do you reckon, Jonathan? I it's been about seven years or so since I've been a customer. Um, I was a customer back in the day. I've I echo. Well, that says it all, really. <laughs> <laughs> seven years ago. Like, well, <laughs> I admire. So, on a personal level, I admire his willingness to like put it out there and engage in the comments. That's something I struggle with. I just don't have comments. I don't. I don't like dealing with that. So I admire that about him. I also, there's something to be said about like the fact that he is still here and they're building this thing this many years later, I think says a lot about just how big WordPress is that you can have people who 
don't like or will, don't want to have anything to do with your products yet, there's still plenty of people out there that you can serve. Yeah, I got to tell you the truth. You know, I, I hope you come on the show. I just didn't like his plugins and I didn't like his business model. But there we go. That was just me. What do you reckon, John? Well, obviously not just you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's um, I think it's a good move. I mean, obviously, uh, he's making these free because it's as he outlined the support hours and the active installs for some of these are. Uh, more than the the uh, it is just the math doesn't make sense because he's he's putting all this effort into things that that are not the main driver of his business. So he's executing on the eighty twenty and just getting rid of the stuff that uh, <clears throat> is no longer viable and putting it on GitHub as he mentioned to where it's open source now. And you know those people can take care of it. Uh, I think it's a smart move, and I think you've seen other we've seen other plugin companies do this before. Uh, where where they just uh, cut what is just taking up too much time and just stick to the hits. Yeah. Look, look at what WooCommerce did, by the way. ADP and our spoke to this after he left. But if you look what happened to WooCommerce uh, or the, the business, WooThemes, before WooCommerce really, is they made a big mistake. They fucked up. They said, lifetime blah, blah, blah for your, you know, lifetime membership. And then when it looked like this gigantic window of opportunity opened up, it's like, crap, we got to carry all these people with us. So they said, F it. You guys are done. We're going to buy, you know, we're going to just tell you, sorry, we're kidding. The big difference is not that you have to do that because sometimes you have to do that. The big difference is that when it's done, stand up to the crowd, take the tomatoes and the eggs in the face and be like, yeah, I should have said it. I fucked up. Ta-da, and move on because he's already done this before. And the thing about this, I just keep pounding on. Yeah, it. he's got a track right. In other words, he's got a track. Is, what I like about this is because it relates to what we talk about every week about the direction of WordPress and Jetpack and what's going on with like the, the whole thing coming together. And what I see here is that they went through the whole thing with the open source fiasco with Envato and the licensing fee and like, what can we charge? And then they went through the whole bullshit with like, what exactly are you getting when you do open source? And this is just part of how an ecosystem of, you know, granola eating hippies and tie dye shirts become a corporate type of a business. And you just have to make hard choices sometimes, but it's, you know, it's exemplary in my mind how this guy does it, even though he is a polarizing figure. Yeah. Right. On to the next story. Oh, well, yes. if nobody was polarizing, what would we have to talk about on this show? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, um, God bless him. Uh, um, on to the next one, and this is even more confusing. Is it 50,000? Is it 25,000? What a shit What a shit show. Uh, Wix SEO is the best. What, you brought this story to my attention, John. What did you think of this one? Right. And, and in Slack, I originally put the wrong link because it was actually the contest from 2017. Oh, oh it's got down. So, oh, right. so it's a brand new contest. Basically, it's uh, a Wix hiring. Oh, that says it all down. Yeah. Less money. So, I mean, not only is Wix advertising every WordPress video, every web design video that you ever see on YouTube, not only are they doing that annoying bumper ads uh, at the beginning, but now uh, for the past couple of years, every year they do a contest where it's they crowdsource uh, everybody else to do with this SEO contest. And it's basically hiring uh, the crowd to do reputation management for them, which if you're unfamiliar with that, it's the whole idea with reputation management is to create, uh, if you have a bad story, like, uh, Wix sucks for SEO, for example, uh, then you want to have someone create enough positive stories about uh, the thing to push all that down in the rankings to where only the positive stuff is at the top. So that's what this is. It's basically like a crowdsourced uh, thing where it's, oh, SEO, Wix SEO is actually good. And they make it very simple because you can either get on uh, with a Wix site or uh, you know, you can try and do it with a non-Wix site, but they don't care as as long as it gets more people to sign up on their platform uh, and sell their you know ten dollar a month uh, crappy SEO tool. They don't care. So there you go. Yeah, they are the kind of cockroaches of website development, aren't they? Does anybody <laughs> notice that this whole guy 
website is not even responsive? Has anybody even looked at this page on a shrink your browser to less than full screen? The goddamn page isn't responsive and it's 2019. How is it that this is even possible this company exists? <laughs> well, it, the first time I looked at it. They're going to give away $25,000 and they can't have a responsive fucking advertising page for this? Like, what is going on? Is there something wrong with my computer? Nope. Well, you have to have There's the back. Wrong with Wix, but we all knew that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to bet on the SEO-Hero.Tech winning. <laughs> I'm going to bet on them. They're number two right now and they have their own product. I'm on a keto diet this morning. I'm really energized. Sorry. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I, can tell. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to take. Uh, uh, Sally, what do you reckon? I, you know, I, I think the fact that they're holding this contest is, um, you know, a, a strong demonstration of the fact that one, obviously, the previous one didn't work that well for for covering up all of the Wix SEO sucks um, stories. It's <laughs> plenty uh, of them. <laughs> yes. No, no, number two, um, you know, their approach does seem to be rather than make our product better, let's spend a lot of money on things like advertising or, or you know, prizes or, or, or find, you know, find, find some other way to... Uh, uh, to do it. And the thing is, you know, Wix is fine for some people because if what you want is basically, you know, a yellow pages ad for, for your business on the web and you've got, you know, uh, at most five pages and you update it once a year and, and you could recreate it from memory if it was lost forever, go ahead and use Wix, um, you know, because WordPress is probably overkill. Uh, but, um, you know, that, that they seem to be so... Uh, so desperate to find ways to uh, to, to fight a, a well-deserved bad rap other than actually fixing the problem. What if they see, you know, they're Israeli company, they're VC-backed, you know, they're burning through a lot of money. They're, they're spending a lot of money on advertising. It depends whether, you know, I think things are, you know, who knows. What do you reckon, Chris? I think it's cool and fun to do a challenge. I noticed they're not ranked number one for the phrase Wix SEO. There's another company that is. It reminds me of uh, if you followed online business for a while, you're probably familiar with Pat Flynn. And he did something a long time ago called the, um, oh shoot, what was it? It was a challenge, a niche, they called it a niche site duel. Mm-hmm. And basically they he went up against somebody else to build a passive income niche site. And uh, <laughs> I think they did it in the security guard training niche, just really weird, random niche. And to this day, you still see on his income reports, he's making money off of that uh, security guard training thing or whatever. But I think it's fun to do a challenge. Um, I, I, I think it is because, but I don't know. I, Wix and WordPress is... It's very interesting. WordPress spends so little on advertising compared to Wix. It's it's almost mind blowing. Are you going to do your lift the LMS challenge against Kajabi then? What's that? <laughs> when are you doing your lift the LMS challenge against Kajabi? I've thought about it. I've thought about doing something like that, but uh, I'd, I'd rather do like a course creator challenge just to. Um, you know, stop talking about features and and this and that, and just go out there and right. Go, go out it. and build a course and see which what, yeah, you know, what what is actually going to work for you. Yeah, so I've got a couple of thoughts on this. Are any of you guys familiar with Wix's Corvid platform? No, no, I'm not. Wix.com forward slash Corvid. It's um, acceler- It's a accelerated development of web applications. They call it. And when you spend a little bit of time looking at Wix, and I haven't done very much of this, um, it, it seems clear to me, if you think about this idea, like WordPress as an operating system for the web, Wix is trying to do that. Like they're trying to, from my limited perspective, initial look at this, they have all these different pieces and they're trying to say, you can build all the things on us. And when you look at Corbid, for instance, it says things like, we're an open platform. <laughs> Uh, it, it, they actually have an online IDE. Um, they have all these things that are like built into it. Like you can do all the building here and they're trying to get agencies signed up. And when I look at this, I think one of the factors, and I don't know how much, but one of the factors is people with money are looking for places to put it and don't see how to put it into WordPress. 
Yeah. So they're looking for what are the good bets and Wix to say, Hey, we're here, we're doing this thing. Look, we're growing. And for me, I look at it and like, well, I don't like, well, for a number of different reasons, I think it's, it's temporary. It's not a, I mean, they'll, they'll always probably have something if you put enough money. I don't know. They, they could really give me, Jonathan, I, might, I think you made an excellent point there. It does give me the impression of a VC company that's got a lot of money, but so they've got a lot of runway, but they're really burning it through. They, you know, they're really paying a lot of money to get new client, new customers. Their services. They have the uh, logo maker, online store, Wix bookings, domains, mailboxes, web hosting. Enterprise. They're like the Zoho of web design. <laughs> it's all over the place, isn't it? Um, you know, if you want to go down that route, I think, you know, Squarespace is where I would send you. It wouldn't be the Wix, but, you know, you know, but here we go. What, what do you reckon, Spencer? Squarespace also spends a lot of advertising money. True, true. You know, the, when an asteroid allegedly hit the planet a long time ago, the dinosaurs gave way to small mammals. And in the same way, we now live in 2019, Wix and Weebly need to give way to Squarespace and WordPress because... Did, you, stuff- have to, did you have to swear? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that they're doing here, which is such an oxymoron. I'm such a snob, I know. I'm such an English snob, I know. This is an oxymoron because their platform is primarily a website builder. Now, I'm an SEO professional. First of all, what does SEO have to do with Wix at all? There's almost nothing with what their tool does that has to do with SEO. I mean, you put the pixels on the page, you put the headers, you put the meta tags, blah, blah, blah. The SEO will be picked up by the scrapers regardless of what you use to build. Yeah, I, I have no idea why they're so bad. Ask Jordan. This is just one of those examples of they're trying to find some reason to exist. And instead of focusing on the actual product or the tool or becoming a niche site that does some specific thing that they're actually good at, they're just throwing a bunch of, it's, it's like having, you know, like like uh, yeah. a million balloons at, at inauguration to get attention to yourself. And then you don't actually have anything politically you're going to do for your job. So I, I just find this amazing. The fact that it's not responsive though, to me, it's sort of like that should say everything to a professional SEO person who comes to this page. Like, really? Like, you get the toilet paper on your shoe there, guys. <laughs> but now I think, yeah, it's, it's kind of linked to the first story, isn't it, in a way? Because they, they, they go down the same route as old um, WPM, MDEV. Um, no, there's a difference because WPMU has actually found a place where they're making money. And so they're saying, we're going there. Because Smush It is really an awesome plugin. I mean, it's not the only one. There's Tiny PNG and there's the, the a couple others that I've used. But Smush It is actually a really good plugin and it's worth the money for paying the premium. So they're saying we evolved like the rest of you. We're not still watching Seinfeld and Friends episodes. We're all like 50 years old now. Let's get on with it. Instead of pretending like Wix and Weebly are still relevant in a world where you've got Squarespace or WordPress with all the visual page builders. And also SEO is different. Of course, you know, John will attest to that. Like you, you, you can't do crazy stuff today that was like gray hat and get away with it. It's irrelevant. There's a trillion websites being indexed every five seconds. So this whole thing is pointless. Why did this come into the show? What's wrong with you, Jonathan? <laughs> I, it, it's there precisely because he knew it would make you spout off, Spencer. Exactly. There you go. I thought, I thought it was worth discussing. There we go. Um, we're having our break, folks. We'll be back. We've got some other great stories. The panel seems energized. Chris seems thoughtful. Spencer's had too much. Jonathan looks a little bit confused. He's wondering why he got into this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he looks better than some of the other special guests. John, uh, Jonathan, <laughs> JW and I have talked at length, and John JW is capable of having very long conversations where he gets me off on a rant. So, I'm Oh, sure there you go. Well, I look forward to it. You're with me going blah, blah, blah. Well, we'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. 
So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. We've had a good, good beginning of the show. But before we go into one of our other great stories this week, I want to discuss one of my great sponsors, and that's WP Fusion. What does WP Fusion do, you might ask my beloved listeners and viewers? Well, if you've got WordPress, not Wix, and you should have WordPress, <laughs> and you've got your CRM, like Active Campaign Drip, um, there's a number of them, and you want to put the communication, you want to do this optimization, this marketing optimization, which is the buzzword of 2019, you need you need WP Fusion. So I suggest you go over to their website, look at their amazing product and their packages. And I've got better news. If you use the coupon code WPTONIC or uppercase, you get 25% of any of their packages. And that is offered exclusively to only you, listeners and viewers. So go over there and get a good bargain. So on to the next story. Um, and this, this, this is Uncle Spencer, what, Put this in uh, WordPress hosting performance benchmarks 2019. So, Spencer, why did you think this one was of some interest? Okay, today there's a lot of people that you know write these sort of like fluffy cotton candy blog articles where they just list five things, try to stuff it with words, and say ta da. This is like consumer reports level of analysis. I love it. It's very objective. It's very detailed. It's it's there's no agenda here, right? The details. I, found, of, I, I had a quick look at it. I found it totally confused. <laughs> you don't have to worry. All you need to do is this. It's, it's very dense, but you can skip to the Just go, through, <coughs> go to the price point that you want to pay. 25 to 50, 50 to 100, 100, whatever. And just go to the conclusions. Because the bottom line is two big takeaways from this. Besides the preface, which I'm saying is, this is a really well done analysis. This is the kind of stuff that if somebody really just wants to know, what is really the difference in managed hosting, right? We talk about this every week, sponsors or none. I'm saying that this gives you factual details that prove a point. It's a commodity fucking D item. I'm swearing like crazy. It's the ketones. It's my it's item. It's, well, that's because Morton isn't here. So somebody hosting has to fill in that. It's a commodity item today. You are either a cloud hosting, well done platform with good support, or you are not. But what is also interesting to me is that you can factually go look and pick your favorite. And now you can see that for the things that are important to you on whichever level of price you want to pay, that there are certain hosts that are doing the things. And I like to say I didn't invent them or or I didn't make them a star. But I've suggested in past shows how we put our clients not on WP Engine or Kinstasari or any of the other ones. We just put them on Cloudways because Cloudways is essentially – a wholesaler. Yeah, I've had some clients with Cloudflare's and their their support is... One of the things that surprised me is is one of the people... It is a wholesale environment. How do you ever go at my beloved sponsor, Kinsta? It is a wholesale... How dare comes off very well. You are just... You are making stuff up. It doesn't matter. Kinsta has a great level of support. It's a fine... Silence, silence. You've been horrible to my sponsor. Are you telling me this show is biased? Because... Jack Arturo oh, and they give you money, mate. Right? They give you money. I like a lot of people in the WordPress community. They won't be mentioned. At least they sponsored me for two years. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really think that they would mind being honest because they show up as very favorable in the tables too. They do. That's the yeah, point. They, they it's a relationship. Well. There's, there's nothing in this to insult, Kinsta. Exactly. It's a rela- let me just finish my point. It is a relationship <laughs> business where everybody has the same commodity. That's the point. The point is there is no difference between, you know, cloud-based hosting done on any of the major providers, AWS, Google, Vulture, uh, and so forth. It's just either you offer that or you don't. And the difference is how do you price it and what's the relationship with your customer? That's it. And for most people, a couple weeks ago, we had this argument. I said, for most people, they should rely upon their WordPress expert to do all of their site stuff because the wholesaler is going to give the WordPress expert basically all the things that are necessary, and it's never really going to break. So it's bullshit for, man- for WP Engine to keep selling 
premium managed hosting as a service when even in this test, if you look at the archives, people are pissed off that that just doesn't happen. WP Engine I pick on because they keep injecting themselves into your use of the host with varnish and caching and all this stuff, whereas these other ones get out of the way and they're really good support. And that's where Kinsta is a good Company. All of these host, uh, hosts have caching services. Now, some of them are less intrusive, but they're all in there. They don't impose them on you. For example, Cloudways does not set the settings on varnish or cache or anything. You can turn it on and off selectively, and it doesn't come on by default. And that's the difference. They're not saying... You can turn it off in WP Engine. You don't have to fix it. Like Windows 95, you had to spend the first day taking all the crap out of your home screen, right? That's different than Mac, where it was just like, okay, I paid more, but I got a computer. I'm saying in today's world, when you buy a smartphone, nobody jams stuff on you except for one company, Google, <laughs> Google phone. But everybody else in the Android system. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I bought my Android phone from, from Amazon. They, well, what are they shoving there? Stuff in you, you got a new phone. You got, you got smartphone. I have an actual, yes. For about I think you never said that. You were in the dark ages for a long time. Yes, no, for, for, for about a month. I, I, I now That's actually have a smartphone. Well, I, mean, she's I, have, I have discovered Instagram and the fact that the purpose <laughs> of Instagram is cats. <laughs> so my Does it have the hair filter on the back of that? Because of the high ventilation. You kept that very secret, no, actually. No, no fans in your phone, huh? What, well, good, Jonathan? What did you reckon upon this article? So, hosting is fascinating for a lot of reasons. It's uh, I've been thinking about different topics to sort of dig into next, and it's, I think we're going to see a lot of changes in hosting in the near future. And a lot of folks in this space are kind of just holding on to a dying model. Like, there's there's a lot about it that works, right? You have paying customers. So they will continue to pay until there's a reason for them not to, an impetus to move, something goes wrong, et cetera. But ultimately, it's, as Spencer's describing, it's increasingly a commodity, the actual like hosting of WordPress as a service. Well, it depends with what you mean by a commodity. What you, I think what, what, the way I would put it, Jonathan, is yes, that most of them are using a combination of cloud hosting services, either from Google uh, Amazon Web Services or wherever, and they either have one particular one like Kinston who uses Google, but then they sell their interface, their support, and some other functionality, or they might aim at a specific, specific niche or industry. You know, you've got Liquid Web that tries to make out that they're, they're the bee's knees if you've got WooCommerce, um, that now, type of thing. One thought, I think... This space is really important. So WordPress as a service is the equivalent, if you think about WordPress as an operating system, it's like the hardware that's running it, right? So this is how we get access to WordPress. We can do it ourselves, and a lot of us do. One of the things I've loved lately is using SpinUp WP for my own like basic sites, where it's just AWS or, um, in my case, DigitalOcean in the background. It's an interface to it. But there are times where you're like, hey, I want to know that someone's like... Who am I going to buy the hardware from, for instance? This is the hardware equivalent is this WordPress as a service stuff. So I think it's really, really important. And I think what we're going to see is you'll definitely see these hosts focusing on particular verticals where they're going to do more bundling and value adds that are focused on the needs of a given vertical. Um, and I think you're just going to see a lot of changes over time. Well, even the bigger players, haven't they? You know, you know GoDaddy, bless their little hearts. You know, they, they went on a spending spree buying certain plugins and you know to try and build up some differential which doesn't really fundamentally exist uh um good luck to them but they've got the money they've got enormous pockets what do you reckon chris i use pagely and i didn't see him on here i was hoping to Are see they, him on. oh thank god thank god back back thought on today. um uh, it's yeah it's, Wait, sorry about you know there's some people who aren't here because either you know if they were a uh, if they were a larger company, you know, they, they may have said they didn't want to participate or blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm not sure why, because, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a, you know I'm a fan of Pagely, but most of my clients don't fall into their, you know, their current. Can market. I just say something quickly, Sally? What really pissed me off about WP Engine? You know, poor old no, Pagely, a great company. And then that bloody WP Engine, they, they bought 
you know, they bought adverts. So when you put Pagely in, up come on number, I thought to myself, well, I'll give it. Everybody does that against Yeah, but he's just a small player, and I thought, give him a break. Pagely is doing just fine. Thank you very much. I mean, yeah, maybe that was, uh, uh, you know, a a little uh, sharp-edged. I'm fairly certain that uh, Josh Strubble is is not a big fan of of, uh, WP Engine to this day. But, um, you know, they've chosen different ways to go forward as companies, and they're both doing fine. Yeah. I just also just want to say that this is a really well-done site, and there are affiliate links in here on ReviewSignal.com. But so many um, comparison posts are really light and fluffy. Oh, they're totally paid frankly, off. Inaccurate. This, this I, one at least shows you, here's how we did it, why we did it, at, at what we did. And, yeah. you know, I think with regards to to Spence's commodity idea, what it might be most important for the more general public to know is which hosts to avoid. Because, yeah, yeah in terms of, of features and services, a lot of the managed companies, you know, you're going to be fine with any of them. Uh, but, you know, you find clients who have ended up on, on hosting that is completely unsuited for WordPress. Yeah. Do you know, when you look at the tables... Okay, and Sally's saying this the opposite way, but I'm going to say, when you look at the tables of all the testing, all the results are like 99.9, A, 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 99.6, 100. There's like, there's, there's nothing left to be done here, people. They've figured this one out. So now it's just exactly who do you want to be your boyfriend and girlfriend to give you this thing that's essentially exactly the same from everybody other than, and I did have one of these clients this week, there are still these little mom and pop operating on like a, like a OS nine server in somebody's closet hosting companies. And then you find them when the client comes to you and you're like, "Uh, can you change your a record? And And they're like, Oh, I put in a ticket. It's been six weeks now. I'm waiting for the person to come back from Jamaica to answer my ticket. I'm like, who's hosting your site? Like, the only way you know there's something wrong is when somebody's on an outlier mm-hmm. rather than on the main thing. And John, JW is saying what I think we discussed privately and we discussed here publicly is that the market is compressing. Just like in the CRM world, there's a competition between 30 companies now. Who's going to win that game? There can't be 30 of them forever. Mm-hmm. This will be like some people do a James Farmer. They'll be like, well, Kind of like Pagely, they'll be, we're going to go off and handle corporate clients that are high ticket clients because we'll specialize on 10 people that are great clients instead of a thousand slackers. That's what capitalism does best. And in the WordPress ecosystem, boys and girls, that is the most exciting opportunity that I see here is that there are so many things that are moving around now that just because there wasn't an opportunity yesterday, there will be one today. But don't rest on your laurels thinking that the thing you did yesterday is going to continue to be you know, usable or popular. It's just not. And this is, you know, for all those reasons, I think the meat and potatoes of it, it's zero cost to start a high-end business. The stuff that these companies are doing now for $25 a month was 2,500 to 25,000 a decade ago or five years ago. And now it's just like giveaway. So it's exciting times. There we go. Exciting time. We live in interesting times. They're interesting Just, times, John. Interesting times. All right. On to, no, written by one of our great special guests. He wrote this. Ego STEM plugins, the next big opportunities in WordPress. So, Jonathan, can you give us a quick synopsis, but keep it brief, will you, Jonathan? So, um, um, about why you wrote this. Um, one more thing on hosting real quick. All right. The, the floor. Um, I'm putting together, I'm a co-organizer for a small event for people in the hosting space oh. right around Camp Europe. So if anyone's curious, it's hostcamp.org. Kevin, who from Review Signal is doing a, um, a discussion on ethics in WordPress hosting at, at the event. So I'm a uh, lot of work yet to do. This is my first time being involved in an event and um, Oh, well, you have to come back and, you know, push yes. it a bit more. You know, you're most welcome. Sounds interesting. Yeah. All right. to say about hosting um, once this is done. I'm excited about getting a lot of the hosting. Yeah, but I thought, I thought you would agree with Uncle Spencer. It's all done and finished with. I like <laughs> I'm going to be crashing his events, by the way. I told him I can't come, but I'm going to be crashing it. Just all right, there we go. Sorry. Cool. Oh, so, oh. The, yeah, 
the the backstory for this was doing some research on SaaS companies. And I started out with this basic idea. I went through, all right, I'm going to look at a bunch of SaaS companies and started with this idea that I think they should be creating plugins in WordPress and they should be investing in WordPress under this concept of WordPress as an operating system. As I started to go through these companies one by one, I started out with a hundred of them. Um, I realized that you know, my initial thought of that they should all have a plugin didn't really make sense. I still operated from this basis of they should have some kind of connection to WordPress, but I'm like, it doesn't make sense for every single one of these companies to develop their own plugin. And out of that, I developed the concept of an ecosystem plugin. Um, and this basic idea, it's got a couple of parts. You take a given audience, that's where you start. You identify you know, the, the problems that you're solving for them. You identify, figure out the way to simplify decisions for them, bring them the integrations they need, and put together the, you know, the partnerships that kind of make sense to serve that audience effectively. Um, it's not a new concept, and a lot of people are doing it in different ways, but I don't see people, I see a lot of opportunity to do it a lot better in WordPress, and that's where I think a lot of the next opportunities are. So what do you reckon about this, Chris? Because, you know, the SaaS model using WordPress hasn't been that. A lot of people have tried it, and they haven't really got anywhere. I don't think Jonathan is really pushing that idea, really. It's more of a hybrid. What do you reckon, Chris? I think it's a it's really solid. Uh, and so in many ways, the tool I have, Lifter LMS, is an ecosystem plugin. It's for the course creator audience. We have add-ons that integrate with different things like MailChimp or form plugins, or there's other ones, new ones that we're building. Um, and then like, you know, ha we have an impact or an influence on that community, the course creator community. And I think there's a lot of discussion in WordPress around, uh, oh, everything's already been done before. Mm. but like. In some ways, I'm kind of jealous of the WPMU guys. I actually see a lot of opportunity, whereas a lot of things can be developed. It's, it all definitely has not been done. And the trap that I see developers fall into is they take a development-first approach, and they build utilities instead of building platforms. Yep. And, and it's really easy for them to go to the target market they understand, which is other developers, freelancers, agency owners, and not the broader spectrum of society. It's always funny, you know, if you're in the WordPress community, you go to a party with outside of WordPress, and there's a lot of people who haven't even heard of WordPress. They're in all these other industries that would benefit by having a platform. And if you look at, if you just think of like a 10,000 or 5,000 person town and you drive down Main Street, there's all these types of businesses in different audiences that have different business problems. And there's these niches of business niches are all over the world. There's, there's huge opportunity here. And you can disrupt in WordPress in a way that, um, you know, you can undercut the SaaS model and the metered pricing model and build a viable business. I see nothing but opportunity there. I love the plugin, or I'm sorry, I love the article that Jonathan wrote and the concept of ecosystem plugins. I hope it inspires some rising entrepreneurs out there to just reach out and grab that opportunity. One of the things I've really enjoyed is that I have had people reach out and, and like, hey, we have this idea or have this concept. And I think there's so much opportunity for entrepreneurs to go in and say, hey, let's start with an audience. And in WordPress, it's, it's all about that accessibility. You can pull together pieces and it's already something people are familiar with. So I'm excited. What do you reckon, John? Do you reckon there's something to Jonathan's article? Because, you, you know, I think there is, but it's like, Looking in the fog, I'm not totally got a totally clear picture myself, really. No, I think I think I have my head wrapped around uh, what he's saying, and and you know, like Chris mentioned, like Lifter is is more a ecosystem plugin. It's not just you know making like little plugins that do one thing, but it's more about creating an ecosystem that interconnects uh, with all the, the the different things that apply to that specific um, problem that you're trying to solve. You know, in Chris's example, he's, you know, got a, a LMS plugin, but it's also an ecosystem um, where it solves all the problems of, of, of having a course. Uh, and like Jonathan mentioned in his article, having uh, things that interconnect uh, other pieces of that puzzle that you might need uh, to use to make this system work, that's kind of key. Instead of just being one component, 
it, it's uh, delivering the whole platform. And I think there is a big opportunity uh, for entrepreneurs uh, in the WordPress space or in the development space. I was just going to ask Chris. So, so isn't this the uh, basic idea behind <clears throat> Jetpack? Kind of. They certainly have a lot of the, the pieces of it. Um, I think the thing that I've noticed recurrently as I've talked to some of these companies doing these things is that the people are missing the basics. They're not clear on who the audience is and what problems they're solving. So That's have a big a, issue for developers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like I've talked to companies who've like asked, who brought me in and say, hey, look at what we're doing. And like, well, who, which audience are you serving? Well, it's this, this, and this. Like, well, that's problematic because they have very different needs and problems. And so I find people who have a lot of the pieces, and this is where I think there's so much opportunity because someone will look at a company and say, oh, well, they're doing it. Yeah, but they don't really know who their audience is. And when you know who your audience is and you really focus on the problems that they have and you really dig into that, which is not trivial. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do that. I talk to my customers. Do you really? Do you really know? So I think a lot of the companies that I've looked at fall into that category of they have the pieces, but they don't really know why they're as successful as they have been. And um, they just keep developing and building new things. and They don't have a clear sense of direction. Before I throw it over to Uncle Spence, um, Chris, I just want to ask you this. You know, you can't worry about the competition endlessly, but obviously you keep an eye on it. Who, who, who do you really see as your main competition? Is it other... Um, plugins in the WordPress ecosystem, or is it the leading SaaS competitors, Kajabi, Teachable, Learnable? Are you really about confronting them and being a better proposition? I would say neither. My biggest competitor is distance, or my biggest challenge is distance from a connection to the audience. I'm a non-technical co-founder, and I'm a course creator myself, so I... I focus on the the customer, not the competition. Mm. And that's the approach I've used to build around an audience, not, you know, some kind of feature parity with what else is going on out there. So I think that, you know, within WordPress, I think it's good to have at least two prominent um, people serving the same audience, perhaps competing in that ecosystem to drive innovation. I think that's really healthy. And then the conversation of WordPress versus hosted SaaS, um, that's a, it's an interesting area because we get a lot of people coming out of Teachable, out of Thinkific, out of Kajabi because they got limited. They got boxed in and they, they didn't have the ecosystem. They didn't have the extensibility and they didn't have the design and functionality freedom. And this is what makes, in the ownership, this is what makes WordPress um, compete as an ecosystem against closed SaaS models. So I'm sorry, I didn't really answer your question. I just had... No, the only reason I bring it up is that I, obviously I totally agree with you, but if you go to any of the major Facebook um, group, discussion groups, you get a constant, uh, I used to use WordPress, I don't now, I use Kajabi or I, um, I recommend Kajabi or you don't want to use WordPress. Where do you think that's coming from? Or are they, are they biased, might be sponsored, actually? I think it's a, it's part of it's a reputation problem of like people just bricking their sites or having a bad experience with WordPress. And then they're like, forget that, I'm out of here. The opposite can happen. Like somebody... WordPress is not necessarily easy to use, especially with a more complex implementation. Like and having decent hosting might help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there is, it's not for everybody. I don't think, like there's a place for the ecosystem and then there's a place for like one trick pony, I need a SaaS for invoicing or whatever. Um, yeah, they're not the same. And I don't, this issue I think is really fascinating because um it's a hard thing to have a conversation about with a particular audience. They're like, what makes you different? And if they have no idea what SaaS is or WordPress is and to really get into it, it turns into a big discussion I haven't, I've never been able to pull off succinctly. Yeah, I do. What do you reckon, Uncle Spencer? JW and I talked about this at length. When I, in a previous conversation, what I take from his point is going to be part premonition, part of prediction, and part a reality check. And that is that if we take the comp concept that WordPress 
as an ecosystem is sort of like the earth. Right now, there's one player I can refer to who, again, you, you will find me in business relationship with. That is WP Fusion, Jack Arturo. His plugin is unique from all others because what it does best, in addition to the other things, is it allows you to take your choice of third-party SaaS service, uh, sorry, third-party SaaS type CRMs, you know, MailChimp, uh, Entreport, uh, Drip, ActiveCampaign, Infusionsoft, whatever, and connect them as an accessory to the WordPress world. Now, the concept is important because- Which puts you in the integration category that Jonathan wrote. The, no, but here out where this is going. The world where the people live of WordPress is the metaphor. All those plugins that everybody could write or use are kind of like, you know, islands or countries, but the people are all on the planet. His success with that plugin, the reason it got me involved, got so exciting for me was because now you can bypass all the other whatever old school ways that a CRM was used and use it as an accessory for your purpose to that world. My prediction, my premonition is that there are companies out there who have outstanding products who haven't yet thought of what if we actually orient our product as an accessory for WordPress so yep. that it works at the core level with the WordPress user table, with, with WooCommerce, with all the other key things. If that product, like take some, you know, Kodak or, you know, they're out of business, but like some photographic company makes a product that's specifically to work with all the other platform stuff that already exists in WordPress and some developer either builds the plugin or maybe it's the company natively. The point is, all of a sudden, that's like a native integration with what's already there. Now, a person who's already on WordPress or thinking of using WordPress doesn't have to worry like, oh, my, oh, bother. Where do I, do I go there or do I go here? You just go to the planet and now you can use this accessory. And I think that is what I see as the future. The development energy is going to go into, have we agreed yet at 30 or 40 or 50 or 60% penetration that we could just use WordPress as the Velcro and everybody just makes a, a, you know, a dart that sticks to that dartboard? Because once that happens, it eliminates all the other conversations about like, are you going to be locked into my Mind Valley online yoga thing? Or can we just use Lifter LMS and then Mind Valley does the scheduling part best or takes the money part? Because Everything is then using this Velcro or this little doodad, a USB connector. Once the third-party companies, through a developer or otherwise, all plug into WordPress natively, amazing shit can happen. And that's what my takeaway was from this. And before his change of venue, I thought that was an interesting conversation. I hope he pursues this, JW. I hope you pursue this. Uh, we have to pursue this. You know, obviously, I, 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 I think you did a good job there. The only thing is, is you know, how, yeah. I think we leave it there. Let's um let's go on our tip review of the week. Um, mine is see I'm with Zoom, um, but I want to push to Facebook and to YouTube. So I'm looking for a live stream, but then I'm gonna try and work out if I can get it to work with Zoomy. And I've been looking at one called Cast Caster. Um, and that's at Caster.io, and they seem to provide the best functionality price to functionality model of what I'm looking at. So if you're looking at doing live streaming of your videos, folks, maybe, um, and then pushing them to YouTube, Facebook, and wherever else you want to push it, go and have a look at it. Um, so let's start off. Um, Chris, have you got anything um, you want to recommend to the listeners and viewers? Yeah, um, I'm kind of a design last type of person. So I finally got, I'm trying to upgrade some of our design elements that go with our brand. And I did a um, logo competition on 99designs, which went out well for a refresh of what's almost logo. But the thing I want to recommend today is called Design Pickle. I'm paying approximately $300 a month for unlimited graphic design requests. And uh, I'm using it a lot, getting good results. I enjoy working with it. And um, yeah, if you have a lot of just stuff that you need created for like Instagram or featured images or just marketing collateral, check out Design Pickle. Yeah, put it in either chat or the Slack channel, can you folks? What you think? John, what, have you got anything you want to recommend, John? Yeah, so I put in, it's a, uh, a podcast by uh, someone that you interviewed before, uh, Jonathan Stark. 
And uh, there ain't many people I haven't interviewed, is there? No, you've interviewed a few. Uh, and uh, it's Jonathan Stark and Rochelle Moulton. And it's a, a podcast that I listen to occasionally. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but this is one that I pick up like every now and again uh, called The Business of Authority. And uh, a lot of what Jonathan talks about is just kind of mindset and just practicality with, with pricing. But this show is more about um, just uh, be, taking your business from from like, a you know, here to here. A lot of it has to do with the, the way that you approach uh, things with mindset. But it's a lot of practical advice. It's not like woo-woo stuff it's 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 all deeply seated practical advice yeah and it's called jonathan all you know the people that you should listen to are called jonathan aren't they? oh oh absolutely there, there we are what's well, sally um sally what do you think you want to share with the listeners and viewers uh, yes my recommendation for this week is em client uh, a wildly originally named um uh, <clears throat> replacement for outlook uh, which i've been getting increasingly fed up with Outlook, that is. Um, and one of the things that's an advantage uh, to me is that it will integrate with your Google Calendar and, and contacts, which Outlook does not want to talk to Google. Uh, and after my husband got an Android phone, we switched all our shared calendars from iCloud uh, over to Google. And then I had to have like a second calendar app on my machine. And it's like, this is a pain. Um, plus, it does, you know, unified inbox kinds of things, which Outlook still hasn't invented yet. Uh, and it's reasonably priced. It does work for both Windows and, and Mac. Just go to emclient.com. Um, and I'm still in the in the process of, of setting it up. But uh, yeah, the, the, the search folders are awesome and fast. I was trying to find the link, you know, just search for anything with WP Tonic in it. Bam, there it is. Um, okay. And I, I'm glad that you chose... You're searching for WP Tonic, very wise lady. There we go. Well, jo- I, did, I did need that link for to get on the show this morning. Yeah, there we go. Uh, um, Jonathan, got anything you want to talk um, about? I've liked uh, spinupwp.com. Uh, the big reason for me is like I've started building a lot more WordPress sites lately. I'll have an idea or something, and I don't like paying an additional fee per site. So I have a DigitalOcean droplet that I pay a small amount per month, and I'm just spinning up WordPress over and over again when I have a new idea for something. So still a big fan of like, and a couple of my bigger sites, I have a dedicated like managed host, but the small ones, yeah. I'll be able to spin it up. I totally agree with you. Words of wisdom. Uh, Rob, finally, Spencer, got anything you want to share with the listeners of yours? Yes, I do, actually. In light of our conversation last week about what things you can listen to or watch, because God forbid they're all going away, uh, Netflix has uh, John and Yoko Above Us Only Sky. As a Beatles fan, this was a really great documentary of footage I've never seen, but it was a real nice in the background while I wa- uh, work thing. So if you do have Netflix or you like John and Yoko or the Beatles, definitely worth a look. That's great. So, Jonathan, how can people find out more about you and your thoughts and what you're up to? Uh, JonathanWold.com. I got everything there. Um, link to the different projects, and I'm occasionally active on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's it. And you get full marks, Jonathan. You look totally engaged and not phased by the mayhem of this show. Uh, you get five stars. Normally, at the end of it, the guests have a strange stare, actually. Um, Sally, uh, um, <laughs> can people find out more about you, your thoughts, and what you're up to? Uh, you can find my business at WPFangirl.com and you can find me on Twitter as uh, at Sally Getch and, and you can find my cats on Instagram under the same handle. Oh, that's great. I'll be watching. Uh, Chris, how can people find out more about you and what you're thinking? You can find me on my podcast, which is called LMS Cast. And then you can also find me if you're looking for adding courses or memberships to your website at lifterlms.com. If you happen to be watching this live, today is the last day of our 20% off teacher appreciation day sale. So you can get Lifter LMS for 20% off with coupon code Lifter Loves Teachers. All right, there we go. John, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? He's gone, he's gone. Oh, he's got that look. Uh, let's go over to Spencer. Spencer, how can people find out more about you? What you're up to? <laughs> I think he's frozen, not catatonic. Yeah. Um, I, I just I just have to apologize to all the children out there today 
for my very naughty, you know, <laughs> use of, of foul language and all the. Well, that's the thing. That's science of it. But yeah. but I want to say the reason is because this show gets me so excited on Friday mornings that sometimes I just can't hold back. But more importantly, um, I don't go there. There's so many ways I can go there. I, I, uh, I, 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 I I'm trying intermittent fasting and a keto diet, and I got to say it's actually ironically seeming to work, but I just have to go in for conversion therapy to avoid the swearing that goes along with the high energy. Having said that, if you are looking for advice, free advice on marketing automation, WordPress membership sites and so forth. In fact, if you go to WP Fusion and you press the big button over there, you'll actually get a free call with me because I am more than happy to talk about your business, your pain point, what it is that you need to use in today's world to succeed no obligation at all. Just free advice. Because obviously, I like to talk. And I promise if you call, I will not swear at you. All right. That's fine. Well, thanks, listeners and viewers. We'll be back next week with another great roundtable show. We've had a great discussion, a great panel. And hopefully, we'll have another great discussion next week. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.